and welcome to Ohanga. My name is Aya and today I'll be speaking with Didam. So just to jump right into it, could you tell us about what kind of art you do? Hi Aya, thank you. Um, so right now I mainly work in oils and I, um, I paint landscapes, seascapes, wildlife, a lot of birds and uh, boats. I also paint a lot of boats. So that's what I'm doing right now. Great. Um, and how did you first get involved with art? That is a bit of a story. Um, so I never thought that I would be painting. I was not one of these kids that grows up, you know, with pencil and sketchbook paint, you know, drawing or painting or anything like that. I actually really liked science and biology. And so I wanted to become a doctor. And um, so that's what I, you know, that was my focus all throughout my education. And I became an optometrist. And um, I did a residency, like this was it. I was like living my dream. I did a residency. I did, um, I became a fellow American, American Academy of Optometry. And um, I got married. I was in private practice for almost 20 years and you know we had our two kids my husband and I and everything was like picture perfect like I was living the dream life that I had in my mind um, growing up and then it was like I hit 40 and it was a couple of years after um, I had my second child and it was like a record scratch on you <laughs> like everything was kind of like oh my gosh, everything is perfect, but I was really miserable. Um, I felt like that every single day was a repeat of the one before. And I realized I really did not have, I wasn't doing anything creative. And I think I had a lot of creative energy pent up. So um, I did a lot of soul searching for a couple of years, trying to decide what I wanted to do um, to get this creative energy out of me. And I tried all sorts of different things. And then uh, finally, I, I was still searching because whatever I tried, it just didn't feel right. And um, there's a, a local breakfast place in Rhode Island called Tea's. And one of the owners of Tees is an artist, Anthony Tomaselli. So we would go to this breakfast place and um, all of the walls are covered in Anthony's oil paintings. So whenever we would go to breakfast, I would like sit and like look at these oil paintings like longingly. But there was something that was like stopping me from saying, oh, I want to try painting. So then as I was like kind of trying to still figure it out. I was reading lots of books, doing lots of different things to try and figure out like, what is my creative purpose? And um, I came across a quote that was something to the effect of like, your greatest fear will be like your greatest growth or your great, you know, like it'll lead you to what you need to do. So then I was like, you know what? I'm gonna try painting because I think this is what I'm really afraid of. So, um, so I took a, class and uh, it was an acrylic class like a beginner adult class or something like that and that really didn't do it for me but the minute I 
went into a studio that was doing oils, I was like, I knew it. Like I knew this is it. And um, I still kind of get chills when I think of it because like the smell of the oil paint was like, okay, this is what I need to do. Um, and then that was it. I started painting. I was still working. Um, I started painting and I realized um, this, this is like, I, I get such joy from it and I was bad and I, you know, I wasn't that good at it in the beginning, but um, I knew that this is what I really wanted to focus on. And then um, I think it was 2013, no, 2017 that I decided I'm going to stop practicing optometry and devote my time as much as I can with two kids um, more fully to uh, painting. So that's how I kind of roundabout way got into art, so. Wow. That's an amazing story, how you just completely kind of switched paths. And it, also it's cool that it was specifically oil that yeah. kind of flipped the switch for you. That's really interesting. Yeah, um, yeah. So you mentioned this um, breakfast joint is the owner. Is there any other person or people who would say particularly influenced, inspired, or supported your artistic pursuit? So Anthony definitely was a huge factor because after, after I got into oils, I actually ended up, I found out that he was giving a, a workshop. So I decided to take the workshop having like never, I don't think I had even finished an oil painting yet which is like comparatively it's like you pick up a tennis racket and then you go and have like a lesson with Serena Williams like it was kind of like that huge jump um but I think like ignorance is bliss I didn't know what I was doing but I was like oh I'm gonna take this workshop so um I took that workshop I met a lot of wonderful artists um we actually formed like a group we get together uh, monthly and we critique each other's work and stuff. So the entire group, it's called Painters Over Light. The entire group, every single artist, including Anthony, has been very instrumental in supporting uh, me and this artistic endeavor. Um, they, you know, Anthony's very encouraging and, uh, you know, he gives me a lot of support when I need it. And then the other person is my husband, because I think without his support, there's no way I could have made the switch, you know, do what I'm doing. It takes up a lot of time and he's always there like championing me. And he's really my biggest cheerleader and my kids. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Yeah, yeah. It's so important to have like that network of support and community and like all those levels. Um, yeah, I'm also curious, what would you say either motivates or inspires your art, whatever that might mean for you? So I'm, I'm definitely motivated to keep painting and to paint different things because um, I, I really enjoy learning the craft. I feel like the more I paint, the more I read about painting, um, I learn something new with each painting. Um, you know, for the craft itself, how to paint, how to paint better, etc. But I also feel like painting and, you know, this journey that I'm on has been such a great teacher for me. Like it, 
has taught me so much about myself and life. And, um, you know, there's nothing more fear inducing than staring at a blank canvas <laughs> and being like, okay, I have to do this. Um, so it's almost like being on a psychologist's couch, like all stuff comes out and, you know, you're dealing with perfectionism, you're dealing with limiting beliefs, um, you're dealing with that incessant voice in the back of your head that keeps saying like, well, who do you think you are to be able to paint or, you know, uh, you didn't go to school for this or anything like that. Um, but I feel like the more I paint, the better I get at letting go of some of that stuff. So letting go of perfectionism, quieting that voice inside your head that's like talking negatively, um, you know, going beyond your limiting beliefs. So I feel like it has given me so much and I just find that it's such a great teacher and I, I love to learn so, and just, you know, get better at the thing we call life. So <laughs> that definitely motivates me to keep going. Yeah. Um, this kind of follows that question, but have you had to deal with the stereotype of the struggling artist um, beginning art after having been an optometrist or is that something that you feel like you've kind of avoided? Um, that's a really good question. I, I don't think, I never really felt like a struggling artist. I mean, I struggle, definitely. Um, I think we all do when we're learning something new, but I think because I was coming into it um, as a self-taught artist, I felt like, well, the struggle is normal because I didn't go to school for this, so I'm supposed to struggle. Um, so I kind of feel like that's par for the course, like that's just going to happen uh, as we go forward. But um, I also feel like artists are very creative people and we know how to problem solve. So whatever struggles come up, I feel like we'll, we'll get through it. You know, I'll get through it. I'll figure something out. Yeah, that's encouraging, I'm sure. Um, and I'm also, I know you mentioned that you do a lot of natural landscapes in your paintings and birds, um, but how would you describe the themes that emerge from your art and why? So, um, Themes wise, I feel like uh, whenever I've gotten feedback from uh, people that collect my art or people that are looking at my art, um, they always say that my art gives them a very peaceful feeling, like very calming, joyful, peaceful. These are like terms that I tend to hear a lot when people describe my artwork. Um, which I'm very happy about because that's the type of energy I'd like putting out into the world with my art. Um, I also personally, when I'm looking at uh, a subject to paint, I feel like I go towards a lot of personification of my subjects. So, you know, with birds, especially, it's easy because I think as humans, we um, attribute human characteristics and human feelings to birds and animals. That's kind of like fun to do. Um, but I also feel that way, for example, with boats. So 
if I'm if I'm drawn to painting a particular boat or a particular scene, it's because when I see that boat, I almost feel like there's a story that starts to develop in my mind about that particular boat. And um, it, it just has like a certain characteristic that I'm drawn to or something. And so I feel like I kind of personify my boats as well. And um, I think I like that because I feel like it's, it's natural for us to want to connect to something with our feelings and the way we relate to them. So I, I enjoy that. And I'm always drawn to subjects that give me some sort of a story that I want to portray in the painting. Yeah. And now I'm, I'm kind of wondering about what your process looks like when you see these birds or boats. Do you take a photograph of them or do you paint them from memory or what does that look like? So I always have lots of photographs. So I definitely use photographs a lot because right now I'm mainly a studio painter. So um, all of my paintings are done in studio. I feel like I, being so new at it, I can control um, a lot more when I'm in the studio as opposed to painting on location. Um, although that is one of my goals that I'd like to get into, plein air painting it's called on location. Um, so I take a lot of photographs and I also try to take video whenever I can or look at video that someone else has taken of, of the subject because I feel like that allows me to get more of a feel for the subject and it allows me to see a lot of um, different colors or different patterns uh, within the subject that I want to paint. So um, I, I use photographs uh, quite a bit. Right. That, that makes yeah. sense. Um, and so I, I'm lucky enough to kind of get to see a bit of your studio from the Zoom screen. But for our listeners, could you maybe describe what your workspace looks like? What kind of tools or um, lighting you use, what time of day you like to work during, um, if you listen to any music or if you prefer silence. Um, so my studio is on the third floor of our house and um, I normally paint first thing in the morning. So I'll drop off the kids at school and when I come back I go immediately to the studio because I feel like the morning chunk of time is is my longest chunk of time. So I'll paint straight to lunch or sometimes past lunch, but I have to stop at two o'clock to uh, get ready to go pick up my kids. So sometimes I'll work until 1.30, grab something to eat real quick and then rush out the door. Um, lighting wise, I have a window that looks onto my easel, which gives me really good light. And then just this past year, we changed all the lighting to um, have appropriate color. So if I wanted to, I could paint at night as well. Um, but with the family, it's really difficult to. Um, and my studio, I usually paint in silence, actually. I tried like listening to podcasts or uh, listening to music because I know a lot of people paint like that. But I just love the stillness and the quiet. And I feel like that's when I can kind of get into like my bliss zone and time just kind of stands still. In fact, I have to set an alarm, otherwise I will miss picking up the kids. So I just kind of get lost in that 
Yeah. yeah, I think that's the best feeling when you're so caught up in a single work that the rest of the world kind of melts away. Yes, it's really a wonderful feeling. Um, are there, I know you've mentioned kind of perfectionism and maybe the insecurity of starting art and not attending school for art, but are there any other obstacles that you feel you've you faced um, in your pursuit of art? I think the biggest obstacle um, I always face is the lack of time. So, um, you know, my, when I decided to, when we decided to have kids, my husband and I, you know, we always wanted our family to be our main focus and our kids if we had them, and we did, luckily. And so I always feel like this is definitely a pursuit that I'm very passionate about, but I don't want uh, to take away from my time with my kids. So when they're home, I always try to be with them as much as possible. And so the time period that I have to paint is, is really when they're at school. So, and I try not to paint on the weekends or at night, unless I have like an opening or something I need to get ready for. Um, so finding the time, making the time is, is always the biggest obstacle because I have so many paintings I wanna do and I feel like such little time to do them in. <laughs> constant struggle definitely yeah yeah um and then I have one more question um myself but what would you say is the ultimate goal for your art um what do you want it to be or to mean to your audience or viewers so um I think my goal is always to get better um I feel like you know I've made steady strides in getting better, but I feel like there really is no end point to how good you can get creating art. And so, you know, I, I feel like the goal is always to do, you know, the next painting better than the one I did before. Um, I'm also, you know, I would love to teach at some point because that I really, I did a little bit of teaching with optometry and I really enjoy that. So I know I like that and I would like to transition that into um, teaching art. But my other goal is to have people that look at my artwork or that follow my journey be inspired to find the thing for them that painting is for me. Like that one thing that makes time stand still and you just, it's challenging, but also so rewarding. And I feel like, you know, in the past, I feel like a lot of people had hobbies and their hobbies sometimes transitioned and turned into their work so like I don't know the person that did like the shoemaker or the silversmith or whatnot but I feel like in modern times especially now with a lot of social media and and electronics I feel like we've gotten away from adults having hobbies and so I think that's that I don't think that's good for the human race. I don't think it's good for us as, as people. So I always try to inspire other people to just try it. Like you don't have to give up your day job to do it, but do something creative because it is so incredibly rewarding. Yeah, that's such an interesting observation. Um, definitely one I'm gonna keep in mind. So thank you for sharing that. Absolutely. Um, 
And before we sign off, I just want to know if there's anything else you would like to share or think is important to know about yourself or your art, um, your vision. Um, so the only other thing is that um, I recently made my art uh kind of official like I, I, I have my tax ID and all that like I formed a business around my art and one of the things that I truly believe very strongly in is always giving back and to give back more than you take and so um, I've made a decision to uh, always donate a portion of any sale from any painting to uh, a charity and recently um, from I think I found them in 2020 uh, during the pandemic there's an organization down in DC that helps kids um, using art to really grow and develop and um, so it's called lifepieces.org so any painting that I sell a portion of the proceeds goes to that charity and I hope I can keep doing that and I hope I can find even other, you know, more charities to kind of donate to. I think that's really important. Yeah, life is great. Thank you so much for sharing that. Sure. Well, I really appreciate talking with you today. Thank you so much for coming in um, and sharing your story with me and with Ohanga.